0: Are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Richard. And we're back after, uh, well, it's been a little while since uh, we had our last show. The, uh, the Ducks obviously got eliminated from the playoffs. And uh, now we're back. So, I mean, we're, we're kind of going to go over some things that happened, uh, some updates on uh, Ryan Kessler, uh, some coaching news. and We'll talk about the playoffs. Uh, I guess the the biggest news that came up uh, recently, Eddie, uh, was the Ryan Kessler news that he's going to be out for next season after having hip surgery. So uh, what are your thoughts on that?
1: That just came out of nowhere. It was kind of a big surprise. But we all kind of saw it happening. It, you know, it's been – it's been brewing some time now. I mean, he didn't have his best season. In the Sixty games he played, but he only had eight points, and that's not the you know typical Kessler we know. And his play style too. He just he wasn't that that hard nosed, rough physical you know Kessler. Obviously, something was bothering him, but you know he's a warrior. He wanted to come and play, and he wanted to you know produce and, and try to produce for his team and help his team. Uh, he, he did hit the thousand game mark, so I think he had that you know he was wanting that and get, getting that you know good accomplishment, especially with his future being you know unknown right now. Who knows if he's going to come back after the surgery. I mean, it's not impossible that there's been players. Uh, Ed Jovanovsky, his former teammate, he came back from a, a you know, similar you know hip, hip surgery like that. He also had the same uh, doctor, too. So he came back and played uh, 37 games, I believe. Yeah, 37 games. And he ended up you know calling it quits because he just couldn't keep up the speed of the game anymore. So, I mean, it's still possible for him to come back. If he comes back the same, Kessler, we don't know. But if he does come back, hopefully he can, you know, produce and he can just be, you know, normal again. And he can kind of go out on his own terms and not just have to be medically put out. But, I mean, you know, he doesn't really have anything to prove. A, a thousand games already. I mean, not winning us down the Cup doesn't define you as a, as a good player. And, he, you know, he came back and he gave us, his, you know, his best. And we thank him for that. But now it should be focused more on his quality of life and life after hockey that we, we harp on and talk about it a lot. Especially when you know, he has a family to take care of and he has, you know, other things that – that are, are kind of more important in that aspect and, you know, having his kids grow up and, you know, his, his wife and just being there and being there for his family. So I think that's more important right now as far as, you know, him, but, you know, I wish him the best of luck. He's, he's my favorite player on the duck. So it's sad to see him go, but I mean, and now we just have to wait and see and, and, you know, it's fortunate, but I mean, we get some cap relief now, a much needed cap relief. So I mean, we can just go from there and, you know, kind of build our team and, hopefully get better from there
0: yeah the cap thing is uh something that some people were you know kind of talking about and uh they weren't sure you know as far as if they put him on the ltir how that happens or or, you know how it works basically and yeah i mean he uh most likely will be put on that long-term injury reserve but the way it works is the uh the ducks don't get that money right away so it's not like all of a sudden, over the summer, they can get that $6.8 million back and then add a player. It only happens at the beginning of the season. So the Ducks are going to have to hang out for a little bit. They're still going to have to go through the draft like they normally doing and all their other stuff. And from there, they um, you will know, have to see once the season starts uh, if they want to add someone or not. But then there's still the issue that if they do and they you know um, want to bring in another player, that if Kessler comes back then the problem is is uh, kind of like what we talked about with the Corey perry situation last season is um you know if kessler somehow is able to play this season which we highly doubt but if he is and you know you do go out and get someone that takes up that cap now you're kind of you're stuck so uh they're gonna have to see what happens eddie i mean i don't really think the ducks are going to add a lot i think The best thing uh, out of this is that they'll be able to move players up and down, um, you know, between San Diego and Anaheim a lot easier. Uh, We talked about Eves and how he's pretty much going to be out of it, too. So they will have some cap there. But, uh, you know, as far as the season goes, I don't see the Ducks really adding a big name player. I just see them doing what they're going to do normally in the draft uh and you know, free agency—they'll they'll have to see. They may—they may get a couple pieces out of there, or maybe do some trades or something like that. But I don't think they'll just add a big name player off the bat.
1: No, no, definitely not. Especially with how Murray is, I can't see them bringing anyone, you know, in like that. Especially you know, we're not going to have this cap space until you know the start of the season. So he can't just go out there and, and pretty much spend money he doesn't have right now. Another option would be—it's going to be highly unlikely as well—if he can, you know, trade Kessler to a team that has the cap space. And kind of a salary dump but then you, if you do that you're going to, have to give up some assets some draft picks or something just you know, you know for another team to take on his contract like that just have it kind of buried but I mean I, I don't really see the Ducks doing too big you know, trying to go get those big name free agents and spend the money which I, I'm not really you know upset about but we have a lot of young talent and i rather see them get some more playing time and have an opportunity and and see what they can really do and, and help the team get faster I mean, they're, they're having a nice little run right now, so their confidence is probably going to be that much higher. So if they get the call-up, you know, come next October to play, I mean, they might produce and, you know, who knows what's going to happen. We can have that, you know, Max Comtois come over there and be our, our number one point, you know, scorer. I mean, we can all hope, you know, after seeing what he did last season for the few games he played. So i just kind of, you know, keep in mind that we have a lot of young talent that can come up and I'd rather see them get an opportunity to play than go after some big name that, you know, we're going to have that problem if Kessler does decide to come back or he's able to come back, then we we're kind of in a tight spot.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think, like you said, you know, all the the guys down in San Diego are playing well right now. Uh, you know, we'll talk about the goals a little bit later in the show, but, you know, they're obviously in the conference finals in the AHL right now. They're playing the Wolves. Uh, they've won one and lost one. Um, you know, they had a crazy series against the Condors before that. And, uh, yeah, you've got all these guys that are doing well, Comtois, Steele, uh, Terry Jones, uh, you know, you got guys that you can bring up and play that most of them played a a good portion of last season and got a taste of the NHL. So that's what I'm leaning towards as well as them. Um, you know, having those rookies come up and fill in the gaps, uh, you know, we'll have a show talking about, uh, the draft after the season, uh, or I should say the playoffs end, and, You know, looking at what's going on right now with the Ducks, I think they're still going to do kind of what Murray's strategy is. He's still going to look at the top players in the early uh, picks, you know, rounds one and two, usually. Then after that, he's going to go, you know, for position. And, you know, he may lean towards uh, centers a little bit, uh, given the Kessler, uh, you know, situation with him having the surgery now, most likely being out for the rest of uh, next season. Uh, that may change a little bit, but we'll go into more depth on that show. Uh, you know, I think the, the big thing is, is really is just focusing on, uh, the goals and how they're doing, you know, um, I'm, I'm planning on going to game four, uh, this week. Uh, so that should be fun. I haven't been down there in a little bit, so I'm excited. One of my friends got an extra uh, ticket, so we're going to go watch it and see how they're doing. Obviously, hopefully they're up two to one going into game four, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's what you got to look for right now. Um, if you've been following the NHL still, uh, of course, the playoffs are going on. We know that Boston's in the Stanley Cup final. Uh, the Sharks and St. Louis have uh, been battling it out. Uh, crazy first round, I guess, Eddie, was the most exciting for me, was seeing all the number one teams get knocked out. Uh, first time it's happened in the nhl and pretty much any other major sport in the playoffs so it was exciting at the first round uh, obviously there's some controversy with a lot of blown calls especially surrounding the sharks but what are your thoughts on the nhl playoffs you know with the first seeds been knocked out um you know and, and what do you think as far as uh i guess who you're rooting for too we had josh ask us that question as well,
1: well it was really exciting to see like, all those you know I guess the wild card spots is barely getting in there knocking up the top teams. It's still crazy to think Tampa Bay is not, you know, waiting to play, you know, a Western Conference team for the Stanley Cup final. Because I really thought, you know, I, I thought they were going to go regardless. They're just so deep and just the way they played. But, I mean, it's hockey. Anything can happen. And, I mean, yeah, these teams that, that got the wild card spot and they, they rode in there with momentum. So, I mean, it, it's good to see. I know a lot of the fans got upset, especially if, if you're a fan of, you know, our second team. Uh, of, of one of those teams that got knocked out. But, I mean, it, it, it's fun to watch. And you have to just, you know, it doesn't matter what place you, you pretty much come in. Once once playoffs starts with a whole different animal, and you just have players rising and, and being you know the superstars that they are. So I, it's been really fun. And that Vegas and Sharks series was really fun, too. I like watching that besides some of the controversial calls like that. Um, I think the Sharks have, have gotten away with a lot of things, especially with that, that Vegas series and then going – with the Colorado series, which I was one for Colorado as my second team. So I'm like, you know, covering them. And I like them a lot too. So it was just kind of like depressing to see, of course, the sharks, I, I rather have, you know, the avalanche get knocked out by the flames than get knocked out by the sharks. But I'm like, damn, but there were some controversial calls on that too. With, with Gabriel Landeskog coming off the, or going back on the bench and, and then reversing that goal. And then it, it bleeds over again for the same thing with, um with the St. Louis blues and the sharks. It's just crazy. That hand pass. And, the four officials on the ice didn't even see that or just let that happen and Toronto can't go and review that and you know those four officials aren't moving forward in the Stanley Cup playoffs they're, they're not going to ref our call or, you know ref these games anymore uh, the two officials too as well from the Vegas series when that uh that cross check said you know Cody Eakin gone uh you know that game misconduct that was a game changer yeah I mean Vegas kind of choked and they blew up the lead and I mean, but still, a call like that, that can change the whole momentum of the game. And then the NHL, on both occasions, the, the Vegas and the Blues, went ahead and apologized about those missed calls. It's like, you can't really apologize after the fact. And I feel bad for, you know, the Golden Knights, and, you know, I feel bad for for them. I mean, yeah, it was their fault, and, it, and these games go to Game 7 for a reason. But, I mean, at Game 7, anything happened, a, a game changer. Especially with the Colorado series, you know the abs just tied it up and, and who knows they were playing well going to overtime and coming back but i mean that that kind of just blew the momentum i mean yeah other factors played i mean the abs were terrible on the power play so it's not all the blame on that one thing but calls like that i mean they should be reviewed especially in this in the you know stanley cup playoffs they shouldn't just have a an apology after the fact i mean so i mean apparently now i'm, I'm going for probably you know anyone who's not san jose sharks i'll probably go for but i'll probably want to go for the blues i, I like a lot of the players a few of the players on the blues, uh, their goalie, just their rookie goalie came back and, and kind of saved their season. then you had Ryan O'Reilly, which, you know, he's been one of my favorite players for a long time, too. He's a really great guy. I got to meet him in Colorado. and they had a an interim coach come in. So they had a lot of things going against them and they're still here, you know, about one game away from the Stanley cup final. I think that's just amazing. So, I mean, I mean, I, I like Boston too. I nothing against Boston at all. You know, it was an unfortunate Chris Wagner going down because I was having, you know, fun watching him play, but, if if you know if the Blues can take on and beat the Sharks in this you know in their game right now, then I'll just go for the Blues. And if the Sharks win, obviously I'm going for the the Bruins.
0: Yeah, I think that's how most of us feel. Is you know you're either going for Boston if the Sharks win, or you're going for uh, maybe St. Louis if they win and, and knock out uh, uh, the Sharks. So. I think the biggest thing just killing the playoffs right now like you said is, has been the four the calls I mean obviously the the Vegas series that was a you know a call that was kind of interesting I mean I don't dispute it being a penalty I don't know about it being a five minute major in a game misconduct. conduct you know maybe a two minute or maybe four minute and then of course you know Vegas collapses and they give up all those goals and whatnot and uh uh, of course uh, the Sharks going to win that one and then obviously uh, Colorado the other team you follow that uh that was just a weird uh situation uh you know with him not getting off the bench there being by the blue line and they reviewed it and I agree with you you know they had some momentum at that point and it's unfortunate because Colorado ended up losing that game by a goal and you know maybe that game would have gone to overtime they would have played a little bit more so uh, you know, one of the fans asked us too about that, uh, about the questions, um, you know, and, and whether or not, uh, you know, uh, George said, you know, do you think the NHL will change the rules? And I think they, they, they probably will. I mean, they look at the rules every year and they adjust uh, in the offseason. And I, I think the other one, like you mentioned, the hand pass and the game against St. Louis, um, you know, if you look at that rule and that one. Uh, Some people were saying that, well, was it a hand pass or was it not? We also had some fans asking us those questions as well. To me, it wasn't necessarily a a hand pass as in like he grabbed the puck and he passed it to somebody in in terms of like throwing it towards a player. But if you look at the rule, it talks about deflecting a, a, a puck towards a player. So. If you go by the rule book in there, then yeah, it is, quote unquote, a hand pass. I mean, he didn't, like you said, grab it, and throw it to somebody, but he deflected it in the direction of another player. So by the rule, then yeah, that would be. And unfortunately, it's not reviewable. So that's part of the issue there, too. So, I, you know, they're probably going to look at that as well. So I, I definitely think there's some things that they need to change and do. And yeah, it is disappointing. You know, I was, I was really excited after the first uh, round. And then, of course, the Hurricanes you know, Don Cherry's uh, favorite uh, team uh, out there with, uh, you know, obviously the the bunch of jerks that they are. I I was excited to see them. Like, that's who I was rooting for after round one. And then, of course, they ran into Boston and got knocked out. So I I was kind of bummed about that. I, I wanted to see Carolina go as far as they could possibly take it. Um, you know, and I think, uh, Don Cherry kind of blew him up a little bit too. I think his, his strategy of, uh, of getting upset kind of backfired because, uh, the, the Kane social media team really did a great job, um, throughout this season. So, uh, I, I do think they're going to look at some of those rules and see how they can change it and modify it. Like I said, they do it every year, but, uh, yeah, a little disappointing after the first round, some of these calls, I know then some of the Sharks fans are complaining about some of the calls in that game that they lost to St. Louis five, nothing, which uh, doesn't really make a lot of sense. Uh, you, your team lost five nothing. I, you know, I don't think you know there were that many bad calls in that game that would have changed the outcome. But, um, anyways, uh, yeah, it's interesting playoffs. And if Boston wins, good for them. Uh, St. Louis can win, good for them. Uh, sharks, yeah, you get no love from me. <laughs> I recently ran into a couple of sharks fans that uh, were giving me giving me some crap at a bar that I was at because I was wearing my Temu, uh Solani jersey. And they were telling me how hard it is to be a Ducks fan. I said, no, not really. Uh, You know, I root for my team even when they're not doing well. So, you know, and then they they were just like, ooh, they didn't have much to say after that. But I'm like, well, I mean, that's the truth. So I stick by my team win or lose. So, uh, I mean, interesting playoffs, Eddie, all the way around. Um, Like I said, I I was excited for the first couple rounds. And then after that, I kind of lost some steam. And then some of these calls, obviously, a lot of them involving the Sharks but uh, you know, what do you think? You think the league's going to change some of these things too? As some of the uh, fan questions they ask, I, I definitely think they're going to look at it for sure, and I think there will be some modifications.
1: Yeah, there there has to be some change. You have you know former players tweeting their hearts out uh, at the NHL about how how crappy the you know the officials have been, and, and I'm not just saying that you know because the Avalanche lost. There's there's a few calls too where, you know, you had, you know, I think one of them, Landis Cog, high stick, one of the Sharks players, and that wasn't called either. So I'm not just being biased about, you know, about, about yeah, the avalanche there. But, I mean, just watching the playoffs, I've been watching all the – I think I, the last, like, few days I haven't watched that much. Cause I just kind of burnt out by watching every single day. But, I mean, to some of the calls haven't, haven't really been, you know, fair on, on both sides. I mean, yeah, you're going to let them play. But when you're, like, high sticking someone in the face or slashing at their their gloves or something, that, that stuff needs to be called. I mean, you can you can seriously hurt someone, and things like that, and that should be consistent too. But uh, I, I, even from the Sharks, uh, Sharks captain Joe Pavelski, he even acknowledged that that, that shouldn't have been a call on I mean, you know Cody Eakin over there in that Vegas series. But he's like, hey, I'll, we're gonna take it regardless. I mean, as they should. I mean, I mean, it, it got them to advance, so and they're you know they're two games away from winning the Stanley Cup final. Just standing in St. Louis, standing in front of them. But I think something desperately has to change. It's just you can't. Be screwing up, and you can't be saying sorry after the fact. You can't, you know, tell yourself some of your officials that you know they're done and they're not going to rough a game anymore moving forward in the Stanley Cup final. I mean, you're just pretty much admitting how wrong you are, but you're not willing to change anything about it. I mean, no, I think definitely they're going to look at it and maybe hopefully change something about it. So when it comes to the Stanley Cup finals, like the Stanley Cup playoffs in general, like some of these calls should be reviewable, and some of these calls should, you know get a second eyes looking at not just the four officials and the guys because you know i mean yeah, they're human too they make mistakes but obviously you know like i said you can't just go and apologize after the fact and everything's supposed to be okay so i definitely hope they they change something and they use this as a learning ground and it's like no you have to you know you have to be better and, and have your train your your officials better and and set like a you know a standard throughout the league and not just have it you know one game they're calling everything next game they're not one game they're calling on one team and the other team they're not it's just that's not fair I mean I always think it's the best team that wins but when the calls are getting this bad and it's, I think this is probably the worst it's been in a while I mean it's definitely something has to change
0: yeah I think it's been a turnoff and like you said too it's it's kind of weird because you've kind of seen the NHL apologizing for a lot of things and the playoffs probably more so that I can recall in recent uh postseason play so you know, it's a little discouraging. I mean, it, I mean, you make a mistake, you know, and you and you, you own up to it, which I guess that's a good thing. But then when you see some of these and they're game sevens and they're, you know, overtimes and things like that, it's a tough pill to swallow because, uh, like we said, I mean, there's always missed calls in every game, regular season, playoffs, whatever. It happens all the time, refs miss stuff. I mean, yeah, there's four refs on the ice. Yeah, they don't always see everything and, and things don't always work out. But – it's unfortunate when there are calls that, you know, basically affect the outcome of the game. I mean, and, that, and that's what we've seen a lot of uh, this this season or this postseason. Um, and I think that's why it's gotten more attention. More people got upset and people are asking for, you know, let's review this rule and why don't they, you know, change this. And you know what? We don't want this official in this game now. And it, it's kind of an unfortunate thing because it's affected the sport, not in a positive way. So, I mean, you can't add more refs and ice. We already have done that. You know, we used to only have three, uh, you know, between refs and lines, but now you got four. Uh, I mean, you can add more cameras, I guess, and you can make more plays reviewable. I think those are some of the things that they're going to probably look at doing. But, uh, I mean, missed calls happen. And when it's uh, at the late moments of the game or decides between who wins or loses, of course, there's going to be a lot of scrutiny. So, you know, it, it's unfortunate. I'm just hoping that the Sharks don't make it so I don't have to listen to those fans. But uh, other than that, you know, if St. Louis wins, great. Or, or if Boston ends up uh, beating the winner of that uh, series, I'm all for it. So um, I guess we'll shift gears a little bit here. The, um, you know, like we said, there was the news about Kessler, which kind of wasn't a surprise. But, you know, they said that they that he had his surgery. And obviously he's going to be out for a while, um, at least next season, maybe you know, forever. We don't know, but we'll see. Uh, the other news that came up was they talked about uh, uh, having another coach uh, into the mix. You know, we talked about Dallas Eakins throughout the season. He'd kind of been the front runner, one of the ones uh, that obviously has been talked about a lot. Now, of course, the goals are in the playoffs and they're doing well. They're, you know, they're getting close, hopefully, to the, the Calder Cup final. We'll see how that goes. Don't want to jinx it. Knock on wood. But uh, he's been the main name out there. There was the, uh, the Swedish coach that ended up taking a job, so he's no longer in the mix. Don't really know how credible he ever was in the mix, but there were some people out there that uh, had mentioned him, and uh, he's no longer in there. So then you had uh, Lane LeBarrett come in, as the name recently mentioned out there in, in, in the uh, news. And if you're unfamiliar with him, he was the assistant coach on the Stanley cup champion, Washington capitals team, uh, the season before. And then he was with the Islanders this past season, which they also made the playoffs as well. So it's another guy in the mix. Uh, Really the only other name, uh, that we've heard outside of Dallas Eakins is being a serious person, uh, for the job. But, uh, What do you think about him uh, being added in the mix, Eddie? We only really have two names right now to look at, but uh, you you think he's a better option than uh, Dallas, or do you think uh, you know Lane's maybe a good one to compare to, but not the one? Or or what are your thoughts?
1: Well, I mean, Dallas has always been our front runner, especially with everything he's doing with the goals down there and how he's developing our players. And yeah, some people still have that that you know that weary thing about him being with Edmonton him not being that successful over there, but I mean, adding someone else in the mix, I think it's great. I mean, it shows that you're, you're, you're really putting, you set your foot forward and trying to find the best possible coach that's going to turn our team around and, and help this retooling, this retooling process that we're going through. I hope to add you know, two or three more names into the mix too, just have a variety and see which, which coach works better. And, and maybe if one of these coaches will you know, jump in that assistant role and, and they could just kind of flop from there too as well. So, and there's always that option. But I mean, what he's done, you know, with the Caps winning the Stanley Cup and then with the Islanders coaching staff, I mean, he, he knows how to help bring a team that, you know, especially with the Islanders, how no one expected them to really go anywhere, especially after DeVar left. Like, a lot of people thought they were just going to, you know, be in the, in the bottom dwellers, but obviously they did something right over there. And, and, and we can use a coach too that, you know, can help our power play. I think uh, reading earlier, uh, he had something to do with the power play success over there in, in New York, so... I mean, I, I like it. I hope they have, like I said, I hope they add a few more names in the mix, a whole variety of it. I mean, Patrick Wall would be cool too. I know I've said this numerous times throughout the season, but that's never going to happen. I remember he's, he's going to interview for the Ottawa Senators position, so I feel bad for him. But, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Mike, I, I think it's great that we just have that variety and, and see who's going to be the best possible person for our team, and I think that's great. And as long as we don't hire, you know, rehire someone else that we had before, I mean, that's the only thing I'd probably
0: get mad if I saw his name in the mix. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they need to add more people uh, into the mix. But, I mean, I look at him, and, yeah, he's done some things on special teams. He even had the the penalty kill on Washington was a little bit better with him, you know, where they used to have issues before. Washington was always, you know, an offensive team and, and not so much uh, defense and penalty killing. But uh, they were a little bit better with him there. And like you said, the Islanders kind of turned it up this season. You know, they got knocked out of the playoffs as well, but they were in the mix um and you know had a decent season too as well so uh i, I still go with dallas i mean I, th- I think he's still the guy right now unless you know, some other names get thrown out there besides these two um i, I think the biggest thing too is that uh, whoever it is that comes in is going to have to look at the special teams i mean you look at the ducks uh especially this last season the power play was wasn't that great Uh, short-handed they weren't that great either Um, but you know it's been that problem for kind of a while Uh, you know the the penalty kill's kind of been uh, hit or miss sometimes it's been very good sometimes it's been okay but the power play has been kind of struggling the last couple seasons so that's one thing the Ducks are going to need to focus on uh, with whoever they bring in and they're also going to have to have a coach that's going to be able to blend the veterans with the young players And I think that's why you and I always talk about Dallas because all these young guys that we're talking about that have, you know, been mixed in with the ducks uh, more prominently this last season are the ones that Dallas has helped, uh, you know, develop in San Diego and the ones that he's coaching right now in the Calder Cup playoffs. So that's why I kind of lean towards him right now. Um, Doesn't mean that maybe they don't add Lane as an assistant. I don't know if he would take that though. I I think he kind of wants a head coaching job. So, uh, if the Ducks were able to bring in both, that would actually be really exciting, but I, I don't know that they would do that. Like I said, if uh, if they bring Dallas up as the head coach, I don't know if Lane would want to be an assistant again. I think he kind of wants to do his own thing, but you never know that that would be a, a really good situation or, you know, maybe uh, they want to keep Dallas and San Diego and keep, keep it rolling down there and, and then bring Lane in um, with the Ducks, you know, and like I said, unless some other names come up there, but Definitely some of the biggest things they got to focus on are special teams, being able to get those players, uh, you know, blended together, like I said. And then, of course, the uh, the team speed. And we're not just talking about skating fast. We're just talking about movement as far as, you know, not just standing around. That was one of the big things that Murray didn't like. And, you know, being uh, more efficient and quicker with the passes. So they got to bring in a coach that's going to address some of those things because that was, you know, I would say probably the big two or three reasons why the Ducks, uh, didn't do well. And, you know, the only other reason why they were able to hang in this season was because of Gibson uh, for the main part. But as we talked about, too, they rode Gibson so hard last season. Uh, you know, Eddie, I, I don't want to see him do that again. And we actually have Leo. He asked a question about, you know, Ryan Miller, and if the Ducks should bring him back. And I say, hell yeah, they should bring him back. And you and I talked about this. We thought Miller should have played even more last season. So I would like for them to bring Miller back this season and have him in the mix and uh, like we said get a coach with a little bit better style and a, more on point especially defensively because uh, I think if the Ducks are going to play another season like they did last year and ride on Gibson I mean you're you're, you're going to send him to an early retirement I mean Gibson uh, you know they I think they just leaned on him way too much uh, thanks Randy Caller for that but I mean th- that's how I feel and I think Part of the puzzle, too, is bringing back Miller, and if you don't bring back Miller, then some kind of solid backup, um, and, and that way they don't have to play uh, Gibson as much. So I think that's part of it, too, is is not only uh, the things I touched on just now, but also being able to understand your players and not run your players into the ground as well, Eddie.
1: Yeah, that was bad. I mean, I, I Gibson played amazing last season, and I, I like I said, I took back Things I wasn't sure about Gibson, but he proved everybody wrong last season. It just it was unfortunate that they rode him to the to the ground, basically, and, until he was done. And, and, I mean, we can't really have that this season. And, I mean, for for a coach coming in, I'll take any coach as long as they make the Ducks play that that 110% game and, and then make him play that full 60 minutes. You know, we, we've seen it countless times throughout the season, numerous seasons, where the Ducks will play – You know, a nice little 25-minute game, and then that's it. And then they're just standing around, like you said, standing around, not really skating, not hustling. And then you're just getting Gibson peppered, you know. just What's that one game against Carolina? I think he's had, like, almost 50 saves, or maybe it was a little above 50. The Ducks only had, like, 11 shots on on goal. That was just insane. That was crazy. You can't really have that for your goalie. And I'm, I'm all for bringing back Miller, and I'm pretty sure we can get him at a decent price. He wants to stay in this area. He has his wife yeah, in Hollywood. So you know he wants to either stay with the Ducks or, you know, unfortunately if the Kings are looking for a back, he might want them just to be in the in the area alone. But I mean I think we can you know, it makes more sense to bring him back. He, he played well. And if we could just restructure our defense and play a little harder in front of our goalies, I mean, there's no reason why Miller can't get some more games and get Gibson some rest. I mean, yeah, every goalie loves to play, but as much as they relied on, on Gibson, I mean that gets frustrating. you're being in front of a team that's not really playing and you're the only one that's playing. And that definitely can happen next season. I really hope that whoever we bring in as new head coach, they set that standard there. Like, you know, everyone's going to play their position. Everyone's going to play their game. And we're not going to rely on one person because this is this is hockey. This is a team sport. And, and no one player makes a difference. They all have to do their own job to, you know, have that success.
0: Yeah, I agree. And like you said, the other part of it too, I didn't mention was the whole 60-minute game. That's been an issue with the Ducks too. And you're right. We've seen some games where – We've seen the second period come back and haunt the Ducks. We've seen uh, some games where they've played a decent game, maybe 40, 50 minutes. And then there's you know, 10, 15 minutes of just lackluster play. Um, and then, like you said, there's been other ones where we've just seen them play zero defense and Gibson's taken on 40 to 50 shots. I, I don't even remember how many games that happened last season, but I just was like, I felt bad for him. I mean, I know you play goalie and your stuff and I'm, and I'm sure you'd get irate uh you've had some moments like that too you've told me about so
1: oh yeah I, I remember i text you that i was on my way to do a show with you and i was like i was all heated already. I'm like dude my team just left me off the dry like man that, that was a bad game because <sighs> countless breakaways countless two on ones that that just gets and i just play beer league and i just play it for fun but that, that got, i was a, i was really frustrated that day I had to take a to take an extra shot before the show just to just to relax it's like your whole body was aching and and it, it doesn't matter like how fast these pucks are cutting. When you're playing in net, no matter how much gear you have on, some of those pucks end up hitting you when that gear doesn't protect you. So especially when you're, you're good. I think I I I'm think almost had like 40 shots on me that game. And if for a beer league game, that's a ton. So I was like, man, I, after that, my team got better, and they didn't, they didn't allow that to happen again. Or they'll jump in front of shots and block them for me. So I appreciate that. But, I mean, that was just crazy. And I can only imagine, you know, those pucks are coming at Gibson 10 times the speed they're coming at me, if not more. And he's not drinking before the game either. So, I mean, he's not <laughs> hes not a little relaxed. So, man, like, more power too. I mean, he, he played lights out. And if we could just bring that Gibson next season with, you know, a better defensive play and a full, you know, a full sixteen minute game from our, our team, we're not going to be last. And, and we'll probably be near the top and maybe make the playoffs and, and just one year after that retooling phase.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's what they're going to have to do. And you're right. I mean, we saw Gibson get frustrated in some games, uh, you know, going at it with other players, putting people in headlocks and doing all kinds of things uh, this season, which I I don't blame him. I mean, what else are you going to do when your team's not uh, playing in front of you? I mean, you got to, you know, do something to send a message that, hey, I mean, hello, uh, I'm over here at the center, you know, at the other end of the ice and, and you guys aren't doing what you need to do. So, um, you know, the Ducks got to avoid that next season, whichever coach comes in has to realize that has to, um, also not lean on him too much. Uh, that's why I really, really want, uh, Ryan Miller to come back. And I think that they can get him at a decent, uh, price, uh, a couple other questions we had, uh, one was from Nikki, you know, he asked, well, are the Ducks waiting, uh, for the goals, uh, basically to win the Calder Cup or you know the playoffs you in know, the AHL to be over before they announce their new coach. And I, I absolutely think that is true. I think that they are. I mean, if it's going to be Dallas, I don't know. But uh, I think they are going to wait and hopefully weigh the options with some other people because, like we said, we just have Dallas on lane right now. Maybe some other names will surface up here in the next week or two. But, uh, yeah, I would hope that they do pick somebody, obviously, uh, before... The, uh, the draft comes up. So that, that's what I would look at. Um, and I think, yeah, they are probably waiting a little bit just because they want to see what's going to happen. Um, I think with what's going on with the goals, I don't think Murray wants to uh, make a decision and have him affect what's going on down there one way or another because, you know, if they tell him he's not the coach, then maybe he's going to be irritated. They tell him he is the coach. Maybe he's going to relax a little bit too much. I don't know. He's just, you know, the goals are doing what they're doing right now. You know, they, they lost that first game uh, against the Wolves, a close, uh, a tight game, and then they came back and, and did a great job in one game too. Uh, you yeah, know, we had some people asking who, if we think they are going to win. I think they are going to win. I think they're going to at least get to the Calder Cup final for sure. And I do think Murray's going to wait until that all plays out with whatever happens down in San Diego. i I, I rather um, him not make a rash decision. You kind of touched on Eddie, you know, kind of weigh all the options, see who's all out there and go from there. And I'm curious to see if any other names do pop up, uh, in the next week or two and, and see, you know, what happens and how it unfolds. But, uh, absolutely. I think that he is waiting and, um, that they'll go from there and probably make a decision sometime after the goal season ends, whenever that is, Eddie.
1: Yeah, that's the smartest thing to do. You don't want to throw any added pressure to, to Dallas right now. His main objective and goal right now should be winning, you know, in the AHL and going to, or taking his team to the Calder Cup final and, and winning it. I mean, that should be his like number one priority. He shouldn't have to be thinking, "Oh, they're going to interview this guy this week. So what about me? Like what's going to happen or, you know, oh, oh, now I'm going to get an interviewer. or like you said, if they tell me he's he's not the head coach and, and all that hard work he did, he might just, you know, just say screw it or if they hire him like hey you you earned the job you might be a little complacent like oh you know and relax a little bit like yeah i i earned my way back into the nhl but i think they should you know and i hope he waits until after the, the calder cup finals or after you know we'll see what happens with the goals to, just so he can just focus 100 and you know 110 percent on that so i mean I, i'm not you know i'm not i'm not too worried i just like like you said too you brought up a good point i would love a head coach before the draft so our new head coach could have some input. On what's going to happen come draft and come if any trades make just so they can just like kind of communicate with each other and kind of find out what players that are going to fit the mold of the team and and his coaching style. So I I do hope we definitely have a head coach by the draft.
0: Yeah, I agree with you too on that part. I think yeah, communication as far as who they're going to pick up in the draft and yeah, if there are any kind of trades that happen at that time or or later in the summertime as well. I think the sooner they do it, the better. But I wouldn't rush it until the AHL stuff is done. So um, with that, I mean, I guess there's some other league news you wanted to cover, Eddie. There were some other things going on uh, we were going to talk about. Um, if you want – the floor is yours if you want to throw out some of those other uh, topics out there that's going on around the uh, the league and uh, hockey in general.
1: Oh, definitely. Uh, I guess the NHL has this NHL fan vote now where you can vote for, like, the you know, like I, I know Miller's on there for his uh, Star Wars-themed mask. And then top team video. Uh, the Ducks have their puck one, so be sure to go all and vote for that. I mean, that'd be pretty, you know, cool. I mean, since the Ducks aren't in the playoffs, hopefully we can, you know, get that win for Miller and, and the Ducks. You know, social media team for for making that cool promo video, bringing all the original Duck players back. A few other ones that are are some to note. Uh, um, they had some of the, like the players' dogs, but none of the Ducks players' dogs got really mentioned. Are they not a part of the voting thing? I don't understand why. I think. I think our team has some of the cute dogs. You know, our players have some of the cutest dogs in the league. So it's kind of weird that we get, you know, we get the short end of the stick on that vote. But uh, another one with the uh, the mascot too. Um, we all know Gritty's probably going to take that, and he's he came took the league by storm, and he's just doing gritty things. So I, I can see him winning. And then another one I voted for that I really liked was the uh, most feel good moment. And I don't know if you guys seen the video of Kerry Price. Uh, this this little kid's meeting him, and his his mom passed away. I think it was from cancer. And the kid just starts bawling, it. and Price just takes off his helmet and drops his equipment, just just to give the kid a hug. And you can just feel like it, it was—it was, it was a feel-good moment. Like it brought tears to my eyes seeing that. It's such a powerful thing, and how this professional player just—you know—his main objective was to make sure that this kid felt loved and felt the love. And he made this kid. You know, I know this this kid's probably going to do something I I'm not familiar with, and it's probably going to be a hard road for him to, you know, get over that. But just to have, you know, Carrie Price do that and just show him that love for the moment, I'm pretty sure that that actually brought a, a genuine smile to his face. So that was good to see. And then another league news, um, talk about uh, women hockey. I mean, that, that's that been a controversial thing, and, and people think the the league should step in and help them out. And I, I think they should. I think they should, you know. Try to get them some more games. Uh, try to get them to see if they can sponsor their league more and do more to promote the sport. I mean, they're, they're big advocates on hockey is for everyone. Well, 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 why not kind of back up your statement and, and and help them out and see how far they can go? I, I mean, we, we watched the, the Women's USA you know hockey a few months ago. I, well, not a few, it's been longer than that, but I mean, that was some of the best hockey you've seen in a while. And I mean, some fans have to take some you know, responsibility for that because I mean, the fans aren't, you know, flocking in numbers to see the women's hockey and you should, I mean, it's some great hockey. But I think the I think the league should should try to step up and help them out. I mean, if they lose money, they lose money. But at least they they tried and they stood by their statement that hockey is for everyone. So I I, I hope you know and I wish them nothing but success and the best moving forward. I hope everything works out for them. They start getting the fan base and they get the recognition they deserve. So I think that's that's about it for the league news. You know, instead of. Uh, this down the cup final. I mean, that's pretty much going down now.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously with the, uh, the playoffs in motion right now and actually winding down, there isn't a whole lot going on uh, elsewhere in the hockey world. But yeah, I agree with you. I, I hope that they get the, the women's league up and running. I mean, obviously they've had some issues with that in the past, as you mentioned, and I think it'd be a great idea if they get that rolling. So Uh, I would look forward to that. And, yeah, the fan votes are out there, so go on NHL.com. Make sure to get your votes in there and try and get, uh, you know, uh, the votes in there for uh, the Ducks, you know, and and what they've done. Obviously, like you said, uh, none of the dogs made it in there for the Ducks, but uh, as far as some of the other fan votes, you know, you can go in there and and put in your vote. So definitely try to get to that if you can. And um, we're going to have a couple more shows uh, during the summertime. We'll have one for the draft uh, before and after. And then, of course, if any other news comes up or whatnot, we'll be doing something uh, as it comes along as well. And, uh, I mean, it's just going to be a long summer, unfortunately, you know, uh, not a lot of hockey to talk about in relation to the Ducks, but uh, like we said, we have a few things coming up that we'll cover, and then, of course, whenever they announce a new coach or some kind of trade comes up, we'll definitely have some more podcasts as well to cover those things and uh, just continue to, uh, you know, follow along in the summer. Like I said, we'll have some shows um and make sure to uh if you want support us on patreon.com slash ducks and pucks uh, a lot of good giveaways on there we're giving away tickets and jerseys and different things we'll be doing that um throughout next season too as well as we did this last season so um with that thanks for the support and let's go ducks